How are you all doing, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the WAN Show. We got a bunch of great topics for you today. In <clears throat> internal news, there has been some development in the Lab 2 condition drama. We have actually been contacted by the previous tenant slash owner, oh. and I will be giving you guys an update on that. Some of it is promising. Some of it is extremely disappointing. Oh. And yes, you. I'm looking at you. Oh we'll my. also be talking about the supposed... Actually, no. Let's talk about this instead. Crypto winter is upon us. <clears throat> the crypto market cap has slumped under $1 trillion for the first time since January 2021. We're going to be talking about that. What else we got? Google engineer reports that AI is sentient and he was suspended for it. Are they covering something up? Are they hiding the takeover? Or did they just breach their NDA? Or, or did they talk about things they weren't supposed to? Um, also, Amazon has an insanely high turnover rate. Uh, the percentages actually made me gasp, and I'm not kidding. Let's talk about that. It's amazing. Well, let's roll that intro first, shall we? Whoa, what happened here? What is going on? Wow, your head is huge. Why you gotta be like that? Why you gotta be like that? Because you make me carry the my, couch every week. We know my ego's out of control, okay? You don't have to break. Wait, oh, oh, whoa, it's running again? Uh, you know what? It, the, it, the, the, uh, the, 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 the sponsors are there. The show is brought to you by. <laughs> All right, update on lab two. Here's yes. the situation. What's going on? We posted upset about some of the, yeah. well, the state of some of the things in the building. Um, I went back and rewatched the video. Some of the things in the building were apparently our guys, very small things. We did not cut the safety railing, uh, like peeling those stickers. But we never said in the video that that was the previous tenant. The things that were the previous tenant were things like the replacement of the ceiling tiles, the removal of doorknobs, uh, cutting that safety railing up where the air compressor was. Um, I, I don't know if I actually mentioned in the video, I forget now, that the racking was not secured. It was not seismically sound. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clearly it was not, it was not permitted properly. Um, so we talked about that and some members of our community apparently took it upon themselves to go out of their way Figure to out find who, out who uh, was in that building before us and send them harassing ooh, messages. Not great. Which, guys, what the f***? That's not how you do it. No, that's not how you do it at all. You may have noticed in the freaking video, we blurred the signs. We blurred signs that had the previous tenants' names on it. Why? Because you got... Look, I know most of you are chill and we're fine, but there's... the there's. Do you think... You can be scary sometimes, okay? Do you we think don't... you're helping? Yeah. You know, you're you're not a white knight at that point. You're like a you're a evil knight. Like honestly, though, it's not it's not helpful. It's not constructive. I don't know how to condemn this in strong enough language that it never happens again. Don't get involved. It's it's been bad. There's examples of when it's been bad. Um, yeah, well, really for bad. sure. So do not. And it's just it's utterly inappropriate. Like yes, I was I was frustrated, but. Like, how do I, I don't know, I don't know how to, see, the thing is, I don't know how to address this because it's one of those situations where I don't understand what the headspace is of the people that are seeing that video and going, 
I need to go harass the employees of that previous building oh, tenant. Individual employees too. Uh, so what do I what do no I tell cool. you? Do I tell no you cool. I don't need protection? Do I tell you? Do I lecture you about how cyberbullying is not okay? Do I point out that that employee more than likely had absolutely nothing to do with the decision-making process that led to those things happening? What, 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 do, do I, do I, how, do, how do I tell you that you should never do that? Other than that, what I just did, there. Is that strong enough, is that strong enough words? Are we never going to have this problem again? I, I sincerely hope so. So I'm really frustrated. Um, the good news is that we did hear from the previous tenant slash owner. Uh, it seems like they would really like to make things right. Uh, in which case, I'm you know I'm I'm happy to I'll be happy to say that yes everything is resolved. I I don't I don't know that that is how it will turn out, but I I really I hope so. Um, some things do seem to be kind of a miscommunication. The agreement said that the stained ceiling tiles would be replaced. There is a box of ceiling tiles on a mezzanine somewhere, apparently. Oh. I haven't seen them. Technically, that is replaced. Um, I pointed out that if I were selling a car and I noted that there were scratches on the bumper and it would be replaced, I would think the buyer might expect to find that new bumper installed on the car as opposed to in the trunk. Um, but I do see it both ways. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I don't really, to be completely honest. Cause like you can, you can take that bumper analogy so much further. The, the doors are all dented. The doors will be replaced. And then there's just like doors like strapped to the top of the car. Like that doesn't count. <laughs> I don't so, know. They should be replaced. It's a different thing. I mean, as I said, when we originally talked about this on the WAN show, the state of lower mainland real estate is such that you basically have not much in the way of recourse as a buyer. Yeah. You either take it or you get nothing. Um, I saw this, I saw this hilarious post on Reddit where someone, uh, someone posted a, a letter that they received from an investment company that wanted to buy their asset. And they basically posted like a public reply to it saying, this is not an asset. This is my, my home. home. Yeah, and yeah. also, that was pretty fuck you, you vampiric, horrible people who are buying up all the homes as assets so that people don't have them. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Bra yeah, bravo, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, this is my home and I intend to live in it. Like, yeah, good job. <laughs> um, and that's the situation. I mean, it's it's honestly no different in commercials. So, so much of the commercial real estate here is just getting snapped up by investors. Um, and there's there's just nothing you can there's nothing you can do about it as a homo as a, excuse me as a homeowner as as a business owner as an owner occupier is the is the term that we would use. So the units that we have here were purchased for uh, three hundred thirty three thousand dollars each, and that was for two thousand square feet. And when I say two thousand square feet, I mean two thousand square feet of of plate yeah. of actual concrete slab. Because 2,000 square feet of a 1,000-foot slab and a 1,000 feet of mezzanine is not the same thing because it doesn't have the same potential to be further built out. So when you, when you run those numbers, calculator, 
uh what's that uh per foot okay so price per square foot so three hundred and thirty three thousand dollars each divided by there are about two thousand square feet each for the units that we bought initially when we so that's a hundred and sixty six dollars a square foot lower mainland commercial real estate pricing in the last six to seven years since we moved in here has gone to over seven hundred dollars a square foot we paid about $700 a square foot down the street. That is a quadrupling of pricing, yeah, more brutal. than quadrupling yeah. of pricing. It's absolutely nuts. Like we couldn't have afforded at the stage we were at then to move into a space <clears throat> like this now. It would, have, it would have stunted our growth. Honestly, at this point, I'd love to move out of Vancouver, but we have like- I tried. I know you you pushed for it. You pushed for it, Luke. That's all that's all I want here. <laughs> I don't need to dig it in. I just I actually tried so hard. You weren't wrong, but I also think that this was this was all right. We we did okay. Yeah. So the update on lab 2 is that we are hoping to reach a peaceful resolution, peaceful peaceable, whatever whatever, a, a happy resolution to sure. that whole yeah. shenanigans. It seems like they have at least started the conversation to try and get these things resolved in good faith. I'm really happy to hear has, that. Has there been any conversation about how they're going to fix the safety rails? But I want to point out that it was nothing to do with people brigading and harassing people. That is not why they reached out. All that did was make this process more difficult and more stressful for everyone. You have not helped anything. Yeah. As for the safety railings, I mean, we're honestly at this point, we're just doing everything through our realtor. We'll let our realtor talk to your realtor because, you know, clearly it's easier to just let that happen. Yeah, sure. So I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. What do you want to talk about next? Uh, should we talk about the Google thing? The Amazon thing is like more fun. Yeah, They're let's talk about the fun. Amazon thing. Okay. So funny. <laughs> Amazon's turnover is so high that they're running out of people to hire. They're running out of people to hire. They're expending entire communities. How does that even work? <laughs> How do you actually churn through employees so fast that literally an entire community of people is either already gainfully employed works at Amazon or previously worked at Amazon and is now gone for some reason or another. Oh man, the turnover rates are are insane. We'll get to that in a moment though. There's a, there was a leaked memo from Amazon that claims they could run out of people to hire in their US warehouses by 2024. <laughs> and what I mean by that is all of them. Uh, internal <laughs> models expected that the Phoenix, Arizona warehouses would run out by 2021 uh -huh. and the warehouses uh, in Inland Empire uh, 60 miles from LA that yeah. would run out by end of year 2022. Amazing. <laughs> the turnover rate is so high, it's tracked internally on a weekly basis. Weekly? 3% weekly, or this is the one that really got me. 3% weekly, like, that doesn't sink as That's hard. That's wild. That That's is insane. Wild. That's like if we had one person going in and out the door every week. But... What about 150% a year? Oh, wait, that would be... No, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me think for a second. We have 80 people. So if we... Holy crap. That'd That's be like us losing to... two and a half people a week. <laughs> what? And then you have to hire new ones. 150% a year. So you're going through your entire team and a half. <laughs> Every, Every year. year. <laughs> 
Whoa! <laughs> like, that's crazy. Wow. Um, there's some discussion questions. When Amazon runs out of employees uh, that want to work in the area, will they start shipping them uh, in from other areas? Or will oh, they start housing could, workers as well? I could absolutely see that. Yeah, just, why not? Just I mean, just start up in a... Amazon Immigration Services. Smile. You know, Amazon yeah. Smile Immigration Services or, yeah. or whatever. Prime. Prime Immigration. And just put them in uh, farms and call them dorms. That'll be good. Yeah, I mean, sell them Amazon food, pay them in Amazon bucks. America's done this before, right? Yeah, yeah, I accounts? think it was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah back in back in Just the early colonial times. Spin it back up. Let you know, her rip, Amazon. Take that out of context. For those of you who don't pick up on verbal irony very well, we are not seriously suggesting that. No. That's horrible. Yes, the, the it's it's satire. Okay, we are we are we are saying that because it should be so awful and unthinkable. Yeah that nobody should take it seriously. I'm just spelling that out for you. Little little reminder along with that to not harass employees of companies that we have trouble with. Um, yeah, uh, it's that's nuts. I, I, there really isn't a ton else on the topic and I don't really know what else to say. It's just actually crazy. Um, I mean, the only real solution to this, this is this is this capitalism self-correcting? Finally, is this it doing what it's supposed to do? I wonder. Amazon runs out of people to hire and has to raise their wages. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wonder if to a certain degree they're because like it doesn't sound like there's a solution being proposed. So Internally. I'm, oh. I'm wondering if they're trying to just like <laughs> see if they can burn out until a point where they'll have robot replacements. There's a lot of stuff. It's a race it's, against time. It's yeah. really hard to replace people for, yeah. You can yeah. replace a lot of roles, though. There yeah. are a lot of roles that you can replace. But there's certain things that are tough, and you kind of need supervision from people. Yeah, or not, I mean, not even just supervision from people. You just need the, the flexibility and the dexterity of people. It's just not there yet. And you think about, okay, yeah. if all I had to do, right, if all I had to do was manage, like, similar-sized boxes... I could probably have a robot doing that today, but it's Amazon. They sell freaking all over the place. everything. Yeah. You know, some items are shaped like this and some items are shaped like this. LTTstore.com. Some items are shaped like this. And if you handle them wrong, they'll break. Yeah. You, you, you have to have that human awareness for for now, yeah. Or you're gonna lose more efficiency. Yeah. Man, this is another really funny thing I saw on Reddit. There's this robot that apparently exists only to find spills and then make noise so that a human will come clean it up. And uh, there's this amazing clip of it like knocking something over itself, <laughs> dragging it around while the people who are just like, like uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> There's a point where robots just create extra work for people as opposed to actually oh, saving that, them any work. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that 3% turnover rate include their AWS side? No, I believe this is just warehouses. Um, I have heard very anecdotally based on basically nothing um, that okay, their software that. development side has a lot of turnover as well uh, because I've heard it's like hyper competitive. Um, and that makes sense. Very tough. Um, but it's it's a different form of turnover that the warehouses would have because it would be it would be hyper competitive so it would be like burnout due to effort 
Yeah, I could see yeah. that being very challenging. I mean, we already we we already kind of see the effects of that. I mean, the number of people that come in and interview with you and say, you know, hey, I'm I'm looking to kind of like not deal with this crazy breakneck pace of of working and this, 80 this, to 100 hour work the, weeks, these crazy like number of hours i mean the really funny parts of those conversations <laughs> are where when they also say because we actually do work like just normal work hours at our companies um so the funny part is when they say oh by the way this is what i was making at a fang and i want you to match it more like you want to work less than half as many hours and get the same pay. It's like that. Well, you uh, let us know how that works out at yeah. wherever it is that you're going to go try and pitch that. You, you might find yeah. somewhere with some some hella VC money that might make that work. But yeah, we're not it. <laughs> saying it, chief. Like I mean, yeah, we we don't we don't claim to be everything to everyone, but what we do try to do is achieve reasonable reasonable life balance. And you know what? It totally makes sense. Like I, I could see myself telling my kids like, hey, yeah, get some get some coding education, get a couple projects under your belt, go just, you know, trial by fire, be be forged as a developer at, at a fang like company and get out after a few years with basically your down payment taken care of. And like a super sick resume that you can take to basically whatever thing you decide you want to work on after that yeah once it's not a bad path find something that you like actually want to work on more, i've also heard passionate. that the projects can be extremely soul-sucking i mean if i was at google working on one of their 18 chat applications how demoralizing would that be <laughs> yeah well yeah. this is all just gonna get thrown in the garbage in a couple of years yeah, I mean, I think the mobile time games... to go get drunk, guys. Like, <laughs> how do you, how do you even keep working on it? Some, something I've thought about for the, for a long time, and I've talked to you about some of the like mobile games development stories uh, that I have from like friends that work in that industry. Um, but something I, I find it very interesting that people in like say our generation grew up playing the games that we grew up playing, and decided that because of those games, they wanted to become developers so they could make more games right um and then they ended up in the mobile games development industry and every single one of them that i've talked to that's in, in that industry isn't in that industry because they're making games that they like it's golden handcuffs they're making so much money that it's a really difficult internal logical argument to say like i should go work on something else because yeah. you're like well i'm gonna lose like half of my income because i make incredible money from this like soul-sucking parasitic industry <laughs> that i guess i'll just stay here but it's like i don't know man it yeah. doesn't seem worth it to me but it is worth it to some people and, and some people have relatively big families and there's like or or relatively big whatever type of financial commitments and for sure they just have to do what they got to do and so. the thing about financial commitments is as your means grow you find ways to make more of them like my financial commitments are such that if I don't make millions of dollars a year, I will be ruined. Like I, I actually just have mortgages that cost half a million dollars a year. Like just right there just into the mortgage. I, I like internet, internet bills that are on the tens of thousands of dollars a year. <laughs> Like mm. it, it's and to be clear, I'm talking, I'm talking commercially, okay, not 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 personally. I was gonna, I was gonna prompt that in a <laughs> yeah. second, but yeah, yeah, no, 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 my home internet's like a hundred bucks a month. <laughs> that's 
Yeah. Um, and so I, I can see how it's really easy to fall into that trap where you go, okay, if I'm making less than $250,000 a year as a mobile game developer or whatever, I can't survive because I've gone and I've, I've, I've adopted a lifestyle that necessitates that kind of, of income. And that can look like a lot of different things. It can look like, you know, houses, cars, sugar babies. I don't know what, what costs money. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, medical bills in certain countries. Like what does a sugar baby um, cost? I don't know. Asking for a friend. I have no idea. Uh, and like, just in case there's anyone in mobile game development industry that's watching that is feeling highly offended. Um, I'm not judging. These are just stories from people that I know that are in that industry that feel that way. No, and there's mobile games that are that and are not going to be soul-sucking. There's 100%. They're like yeah. I mean, uh what what was that one that I, man, what was that one that I really want to play when it once it's finally not Apple Arcade exclusive? It was the Final oh. Fantasy. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to remember the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. Can't remember, but it looks absolutely amazing and I can't wait to play it once it's on a platform where I know I'm going to be able to put my save game somewhere that I will actually still have it at some point. Yeah. Uh, let's see what are people talking about diablo immortal no that's not the one <laughs> that's that's not it i don't think my thing's catching on i knew it wouldn't but which thing uh, getting people to say if they're making like a stupid purchase getting people to say i'm gonna diablo immortal it or i'm gonna di it no that's not gonna catch on It'd be so great fantasian that's the one thank you i do enjoy people that have done the the play on words of calling it diablo immoral <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good i mean um Ah, uh, okay. If you know that you are preying on people's addictive personalities, there's an argument to be made for immoral in that particular one. What's not immoral is telling you about our sponsors. I got to get these hey. out of the way quick today because I've got hey. uh, the writing team. Speaking of things we try to do to make working here you know, about more than just money, uh, we're all getting together. We're hanging out tonight. And nice. we're going to play some Takelings House Party. Oh, that's cool. It is so freaking fun. That's also, fun. I joined the Discord and I got in touch with the dev. I oh, was for wrong. Takelings? I was wrong. There is still active development. Oh. It's just that it's just one guy. That makes sense. So he's got a content pack coming sometime in the next few weeks that's like three more levels. And oh, I was like, sweet. Dude, I don't want to tell you how to run your jam over there, but like. Just release them one at a time. <laughs> it's a lot better to release one at a time once yeah. every nine months than have literally nothing in your dev blog for like three years and then drop a huge content update yeah come on that is cool though that like if you haven't tried it yet take links house party is legitimately probably one of the most fun uh like in-person vr party games ever i can't it's think of one that i've played that's more fun it's just just stupid chaos and and because it's stupid chaos it's good for like everybody yeah you don't have to be good at it it just doesn't yeah. matter yeah it's just it's funny just hilarious my yeah. kids absolutely love it yeah very cool you only need one headset as well just in case you're wondering yeah. one headset and like a tv or a large monitor or something yeah and you can have up to eight couch players causing chaos for the headset player yeah thanks to Clyde for sponsoring today's show Clyde is an endpoint security solution that uses the most powerful untapped resource in it and users Old-school device management tools like MDMs force disruptive agents onto employee devices that slow performance and treat privacy as an afterthought. But Collide does things differently. Instead of forcing changes on users, Collide notifies your team 
via Slack when their devices are insecure and gives them step-by-step instructions on how to solve the problem. By reaching out to employees via a friendly Slack message and educating them about company policies, Collide can help you build a culture in which everyone contributes to security because everyone understands how and why to do it. For IT admins, Collide provides a single dashboard that lets you monitor the security of your entire fleet, whether they're running on Mac, Windows, or Linux. That visibility makes it easy to prove compliance to your auditors, customers, and leadership. You can meet your compliance goals by putting users first. Visit collide.com slash WAN to find out how. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash WAN. Thanks to New Relic for sponsoring today's show. If you're a software engineer, you've been there. It's 9 p.m., you're finally unbinding from work, when suddenly your phone buzzes with an alert. Something's broken, and your mind's already racing at what it could be. Is it the back end, the front end? Is it global? Is it in the server? Is it the network? Now the whole team scrambling from tool to tool and messaging person after person to find out and fix the issue. That won't happen if you get New Relic. New Relic combines 16 different monitoring products that you'd normally buy separately so engineering teams can see across their entire software stack in one place. More importantly, you can pinpoint issues down to the line of code so you know exactly why the problem happened and can resolve it quickly. That's why the Dev and Ops teams at DoorDash, GitHub, Epic Games, and more than 14,000 other companies use New Relic to debug and improve their software. Whether you run a cloud-native startup or a Fortune 500 company, it takes just five minutes to set up New Relic in your environment. That next 9 p.m. call is just waiting to happen. Get New Relic before it does. You can access the entire New Relic platform and 100 gigs of data free forever, no credit card required, by signing up at newrelic.com slash WAN. That's N-E-W-R-E-L-I-C dot com slash W-A-N. Newrelic.com slash WAN. And finally, thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring today's show. FreshBooks is an easy-to-use accounting software that helps you do your business. Impress clients with professional-looking invoices that detail the work you've done, use automated payment reminders if invoices get past due, easily track expenses, and use a time tracker to log every minute of billable hours so you don't have to think about it later. And you can keep everyone on the same page with their projects feature, which makes it easy for clients, teams, and contractors to collaborate, share files, and comment. And don't worry, FreshBooks has your back at tax time, too. With a ton of different reports to choose from, you know exactly where your business stands, and you can easily hand the keys over to your accountant so they can take over when it's time to reconcile everything for year-end. So choose a plan that's right for you and start your free trial of FreshBooks for 30 days today, no credit card required, at freshbooks.com slash when. What do you want to talk about next? Um, should we talk about the Google AI thing? I want to talk about crypto winters upon us. Let's do it. I have spent an embarrassing amount of time doom-scrolling uh, crypto crash like hashtag crypto crash memes and to be clear to be clear i am not uh i i'm not enjoying other people losing money uh i've i've lost money on investments including crypto in the past to be clear i hold i hold nothing today except some my meme stocks and um not even all of those i think yvonne sold them or something i don't know the point is i i'm out i think I have no idea what for. How, what for. Um, so, I, but not all of them. I, I don't know. I, basically, I don't have the investment account anymore. I was going to say, it doesn't really manage Long story. own money uh, too much. But framework. So I have my framework investment, and then I have whatever crypto I have from mining on the land center GPUs. And then I think we were running the editing machines after hours for a while, but then the editors complained because, uh, like, nice hash caused, like, 
kind of weirdness on their systems or something. So okay. I don't think it's on there anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Anyway, so I, I'm just I'm trying to disclose everything. I'm trying to be extremely thorough. Um, so I've I've experienced it. I have lost money. I'm not I'm not saying that's a good feeling or that I would wish it on anyone. But they're just so funny. I saw this one where someone had like green and red peppers and laid them out on their on their countertop like to show the like the loss the gains and losses chart and like mirrored the real one for bitcoin i'm like that's hilarious that's so random when you buy the dip and it keeps on dipping like just <laughs> ah i don't know because that community is so memey whether crypto is going like this or like this they're memeing there's right gonna be, there's just, gonna be jokes there's gonna be memes yeah i just i i love it i love it Oh, I guess we should talk about it. Bitcoin has fallen to roughly 20K USD, not seen since December 2020. Ethereum has fallen to roughly 1K USD, not seen since January 2021 slash December 2020. And the global crypto market cap is currently at $893 billion at time of writing, which means it's probably changed, given how rapidly it's been changing over the last little while. Uh, Ethereum mining is no longer profitable for many miners. Um Oops. And and, and to be fair, whoops, whoops. this is a there. <laughs> big, massive, monumental crash that is causing huge problems and companies to fold and all this other kind of stuff. But people are losing their jobs, which is yes, which is always lots of always them. not cool. Um, to be fair, they're developers; they'll find other jobs. Um, uh, but it is not the it is not, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, it, wow, it, you it are is, so. You are so bitter right now. He spent the entire week doing interviews this week. Can you tell he's a little mad? No, I, 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 uh, it's, it is true. There's so much demand for developers. I, I think that's like, I think that's understated sometimes. Um, but like, if, if your job sucks, if you like hate your job in development, just like look for another one. There's probably lots out there. Like it's actually crazy. Yeah. I, I, it is not uncommon for me to be interviewing someone, and they'll be like, "Just to let you know, for transparency, uh, I'm currently in talks with like five other companies. I have job offers from three. Uh, so just, <laughs> what's your timeline? Because like I'm gonna accept one of these. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, that's that's cool. Like I, I'm, I, why not? Right? Like they probably should. I'm not gonna hold it against them, yeah. but. There are people out there that are hiring lots of developers. Um, so I think they'll, I genuinely think they will land on their feet. So I'm not as worried about that. Like it's, it, I'm not trying to be like negative. I think they will be okay. Serge um, Red over on Twitch says, as a software dev, I agree with Luke, lol. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> they will actually probably be okay. Um, so it's, it's not like that huge of a deal. Uh, so what I was saying before that though, was like there has been times in the past where Ethereum has not been profitable to mine. Um, and people just kept mining it. There is a quote here, which I think is kind of interesting, which is at this point, you are better off to just buy <laughs> Ethereum rather than run your cards. Um, if you were trying to buy the dip, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying. Disclaimer, this is not financial advice. Not at all. We are not either financial advisors or crypto bros. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I just think I know. The people in the crypto space that have been in the crypto space for like a really long time have weathered some crazy storms. Oh, yeah. They've seen it worse than this. Yeah. So like the the like real like super OG crypto people, you know what? It probably kind of sucks right now. 
whatever, uh, whichever Winklevoss twin is like a crypto billionaire or whatever, gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be okay. Um, so with that said, yes, are you buying the dip? No, <laughs> no, I'm out. I've been out for a while. I got burned on. Uh, I think I've talked about this story on WAN before. I'm not sure. So I, I was, uh, I was in a little bit a long time ago. Um, and I had ordered some hardware wallets and they had come in, but it was like, they had come in the same week this event happened and I hadn't had time to like migrate things over to them yet. So I had all my crypto in a platform called Quadriga CX, uh, and now it's all gone. If you want to look into that, it's actually a very interesting story. There's some like possibly the owner of it faked his own death and all this crazy stuff uh but it's gone so once that happened uh i was like man i can't believe this happened and a bunch of people in the crypto space pointed at me and just said i was like an idiot for having an exchange and i was like you know what i'm just not gonna do this anymore <laughs> i'm done <laughs> i'm out <laughs> have a good one <laughs> so yeah that's it for me and honestly they weren't even like entirely wrong i should have set up those wallets earlier I should have migrated things to them earlier. Yep. I should not have trusted the platform. Yep. But I just, the I was like, I mean, we knew the platforms were shady AF. Yeah. So like, you know what? Yes. Okay. I just don't have the time. I got other things going on. It, it's like, it's a big time investment to properly be involved with this stuff. Yeah. That's the thing is like, on the one hand, it's like passive income, bro. You just run your cards, bro. But on the I'm other hand, if you want to, actually know a bit be dialed into what's going on in that space it moves fast capitalizing on the next big grift you've got to be you've got to be right at the beginning of that of that parabolic upswing right like you can't if you catch the peak well guess what you were the bigger fool right so yeah. it's yeah so if it's you, it's tough yeah it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of energy competing against people who have inside information that you don't have they're like uh what's what's their what's their face like ant miner for example apparently they will mine on whatever their new hardware is yeah. for a very long time and then literally release that new miner once their next one is like ready to go so that they are always way ahead in terms of mining efficiency yeah and so they're literally just like selling used hardware that they already abused it's like oh okay now to be clear this is all allegedly i don't know this for sure yeah so blah blah whatever i i've heard it from a few i've heard it from sources. some people who probably know yeah but it's still allegedly it's still allegedly yep yep it's still allegedly yep <laughs> but uh there's been some good sides for people that aren't uh, deeply in crypto, uh, graphics cards have like really sprung back. Not only are we at MSRP, but there's a lot of options that are below SMRP, M SMRP, MSRP. Uh, the used market is feeling, I wouldn't necessarily say completely vibrant yet, Should but like scrapyard wars. <laughs> if we were going to, it would not have been a good idea for a long time. Yeah. And now might actually be a solid idea. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's uh 3080s on eBay as low as 575 bucks. Wow. That's like actually crazy. Personal anecdote from uh, Nicholas Plouffe who prepared this one. I walked into Langley Memex on Sunday and saw tons of cards. Apparently they've had stock for about two months. Some uh, A buddy of mine who's building a new computer messaged me being like, hey, should I get this card? It's like discounted. And I was like, what <laughs> like <laughs> what are you talking about and i thought it was like oh he must must be crazy so i opened the link and i was like there 
They're all it's discounted. discounted. Nice. That's insane. I'm so happy. It's, I'm happy to have cool. stuff to make videos about again. I'm happy people are going to actually be able to build computers. This has been stupid. It's It's been nice, like, kind of, you know, dropping the race flag for a bunch of friends that have been like, should I build a computer for the last, like, few years? And be like, no, 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 hold off, hold off. Then I'm like, go, 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 go. Yeah, go. It's go time. Man, there's so much great it. hardware out there right now. Yeah. Like, uh, you've got AM5 coming. You've got Alder Lake here now with potential upgrades to Rocket Lake, which is looking really promising. The CPU space has been... CPUs just, have been great for yeah, a bit. Yeah. And then on the GPU side, you've got... Well, mm, I don't know how to feel about... Now. I don't know how to feel about Intel Art Graphics at this point. <laughs> Apparently, they're launching China only, which is never a good sign. That always Ooh. means that you are either A, can't produce enough for a global launch, or B want to just focus on a market where you can move all your inventory through OEMs rather than have to actually compete in the open market on its own merit. So we'll interesting. See interesting. How it goes. Hmm. That's an interesting idea. Scrapyard Wars, but with new hires. So like we remote control, <laughs> we remote control our people. Cause that like put like a bug in their ear. I actually probably wouldn't have a problem anymore. But you're like just screwed. Sit Everyone's gonna know who you are. Center. I can't go freaking anywhere. Yeah. I went out with Yvonne. We went like we went to do a, like a glass blowing class. Got some fast food and did something else. And I literally got recognized at all three of those places. And the funny thing about it is that I I'm not famous. Really, I know the two things I just said sound <laughs> highly contradictory. But you got to understand the difference between being famous. If you are if you're Taylor Swift, no matter where you go, you are going to get absolutely mobbed, right? Whereas for me, the issue is that I happen to run into like young dudes in all of those places. So with that demographic, like very well known. Yeah, the yeah. odds of the like the odds of me getting recognized at like uh, yeah a, a, a badminton club. Also, you're in your area, so it's not weird for someone to spot you here. Uh no, it it doesn't really that doesn't really matter. I could be in Malaysia for all it matters. The, so? the demo's yeah. the demo. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. Uh, whereas if I'm okay, if I'm on a construction site, which I've been living on for quite a while now, uh, if I'm on a construction site, the odds of like uh like someone who's like a like a pool contractor knowing Linus Tech Tips much lower and then if i go and hang out at like a a, a crafting center like a crafting club literally 0% chance i i walk in i am the most anonymous nobody i might as well have a gee fox mask on <laughs> i am anonymous i am no one so it's it's just it's a it's a funny thing i I don't know. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for this topic. There was uh, there, there's the big layoffs that we did mention. There's more details on that. Yeah, um, Coinbase laid off eighteen percent of their staff, which is wait eleven hundred people. I think what Coinbase had. Huge. Uh, sorry, Coinbase had over 6,000 employees. What were they doing all day? <laughs> They're a huge uh, company. What do you mean? Yeah, but like they need 6,000 people. Um, I guess that's a good 
point because when i know <laughs> when i when Apparently i said they didn't when i said my thing so there's that uh well i think that's mostly because they're they're saying it's because they like grew too quickly and stuff it's probably mostly because the crypto crash i don't know i could be wrong um but when i read that number i um i uh automatically assumed uh developers but it might not be because they're like an exchange right this could be so. business people accountants stuff like that this could be all over the board. Uh, I guess if you're all over the world, you'll need a ton of accounting too. Man, international commerce is a nightmare. And it's probably even still, a little bit more crazy when you're converting crypto and stuff. Still 6,000 people. Man, a lot of people. It's that's mind-blowing. Yeah. Cavalry Canuck over on Floatplane says, Yo, Linus, I wore your shirts in the oil patch. Everyone knows who you are. Okay, well, that's a high-tech industry. You might not think about it that way, but like gas, oil and gas exploration, super high tech industry. So it depends. I might actually expect that as well. But if I were to go, uh, okay. Also, at least up here, popular, popular with the young adults. Yes. Whereas like the every any roofer that I've ever run into is like, oh yeah, so what do you do? Like oh, I'm a YouTuber. I'm like oh yeah, cool. I like YouTube. Like, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like, it's just, it's different. It's just, it's hard to, I don't know. It, the, where I encounter it probably most is the parents of, like, my kids' friends. Really? Yeah, because... Interesting. There are pretty much two, like, tracks, right? There's people for whom technology and the internet is a huge part of their personal culture. And then there's people... Like the guy I bought a used clarinet from on Facebook Marketplace last night, who whose entire life is like skateboarding around and like busking on in parks and like hanging out with friends and was like, yeah, man, like, yeah, cool. Um, I hope you enjoy the clarinet. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, OK. And then some guy walks past in the lobby of the building where he lives and is like, <laughs> like i it, it's just one of those things where if you're like a real celebrity people will know your name regardless of of whether they follow that space or not but internet celebrity is like this it's like this c tier that's ne necessarily -tier. true to be completely honest i would not recognize taylor swift yeah but you know who she is i know her name yeah whereas if you don't if you're not dialed into the technology space you would not know my name yeah fair enough it's just it's just different it's just super different. I do think it's different, but I don't think the the mark is that everyone would recognize you. You know what I mean? There's a lot of celebrities that I don't really know because I've never cared about that space. Uh, there's there's a fair amount of people that I might recognize their face because they're in some like movie that I like, but I have no idea what their name is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So the discussion here is scalping prices are gone but will the 40 and 7000 series continue to drive our expected prices for gpus i suspect so up and i think they will i think that nvidia and amd i think nvidia in particular is kicking themselves over the introductory pricing of the 3000 series i think that the crypto uh the crypto MSRP increases were an opportunity for them to right this wrong for their shareholders. And I think that as we see 4,000 series introduced, they're going to be willing to take the pain that comes with the jump in 4,000 series over 3,000 series launch MSRPs. I think they'll hide behind 
well compared to where 3000 series ended up this is very reasonable and i think yeah they they will continue to try to drive especially at the high end halo halo tier product pricing up because the funny thing about it is that i'm gonna blow your mind right now and sound super out of touch but it's the truth gpu pricing even at the high end is not that high a thousand dollars twelve hundred dollars is not that much yeah it is hold on let me let me explain okay have you ever gone back and looked at like London Drugs or Circuit City flyers? Okay, yes. But hold it, but hold, I'm not done. That is not fair, and you know it. From the late '90s. Okay, great. Okay, nice. Where a complete setup, and we're not even talking something that might be suitable for gaming. This might not even have a 3D accelerator in it. Okay, a complete setup is going to cost you three, four, five, six thousand dollars. Yep. Now you account for inflation. Then it's like way if more. A, if a if a like personal computer cost four thousand dollars today, that wouldn't even be that ridiculous. Now, obviously, we had a period in between where we enjoyed extremely low prices. Yeah, where top tier GPUs were five hundred bucks, and the rest of the system it went in could be had for five hundred bucks, and that was a pretty that was a pretty good time. The sub one thousand dollar like high end gaming PC was a cool man. The early two thousands cool was a wild ride, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> like our like mid two thousands. I guess the mid two thousands was when we really peaked before ATI, AMD, and Nvidia figured out. We can charge a thousand dollars for just this like gaming thing. Yeah, yeah. But in the if we look at the entire timeline, but that's not how anything works. I I don't know why you're making this argument. That's how lots of things work. No, it's not. That's how avocados work. Yeah, but avocados are not cheap use, and you know that. <laughs> Cost of technology goes down over time. That's just how it works. Unless it, it's not going to work that way anymore. That's the thing. I mean, uh, Apple's M2 is not even on a whole new process node. We're, it costs so many billions of dollars that's just to keep they're... having transistors shrink. It's, it's not going to keep up anymore. Uh, hmm. I think we might start running into different types of computing, though. People are like, bad take Linus. I mean, okay, I mean, can, I, can I do this again? Do I have to do this again? Guys, obviously, I'm having a little fun with him right now. <laughs> Obviously, okay. Let us do our thing. We're okay. You don't have to come to Linus's defense every time. He's he's a you know he's a grown man. He can take care of himself. Well, no, they're not coming to my defense. They're telling me it's a bad take. Uh, yeah. The, look, the the point the point is the point is yeah, margins have clearly gone up in that industry, but also yeah. investment into new technology in that industry has gone up. Yeah. And I don't think we're gonna we're not gonna be able to take for granted. Pretty sure margins have gone up. Go down. I'm pretty sure margins have gone up more than investment has gone up. Um, I mean, over the lot like since the pandemic with the inflation, yeah, yes. But in the couple of years prior to that, I actually don't know. We should, we should, everyone I mean, should start referring to inflation in quotations. That I mean, would actually be fantastic. Nvidia's margins have gone up consistently, but a lot of that is shifting from gaming into new segments like AI, HPC, yeah. data center, right? Yeah. Like that's not from them actually just making way more money on gaming cards. Yeah. But also their reinvestment has gone heavily into those sections. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think I think we'll eventually start hitting different types of computing. Um, 
like we've been sort of talking about for a long time, but it's it's still going to take quite a while. I think people have been thinking that those like alternative forms of computing are like, oh, they're like two years away. And it's like, no, they're probably closer to like 20. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. Hmm. I think it's time for us to do some merch messages. You guys may or may not have noticed, but we just pushed a big, big launch on LTT Store. Is it out of season? Yes. But does it look amazing? I mean, look. It it's, always makes, in, it's always in season if you're inside with the AC on, okay? It makes Colton look good. Whoa. This is the short circuit no hoodie. Way. It's basically the same hoodie as the WAN hoodie, an attractive but with this fine. sick short circuit colorway. Hey, did we just reveal a new employee? This is Natalie from the Creator Warehouse team. Oh, I guess maybe. you guys are meeting her for the first time. Uh, we've got Riley looking a little sus. <laughs> looking a little sus, Riley. Showing off all the zippers. Got the phone pocket. There's James modeling. I, I like this. That's a good pose. That's fun. Uh, yes, we know that half the pockets are not that useful or easy to use. But they're just cool. Don't care. They're just awesome. We just love pockets and love zippers. What are you gonna what are you keep gonna a, do keep about a flash it? drive with like three different OS installations on them on it and keep it in like a random arm pocket? And whenever it whenever the time comes, it'll be awesome. Man, That's I've all been I have to so say. excited to launch this product for so long. Guys, it looks so freaking good. I really, I really like the colors. You know what? You know what we didn't show very well in the uh, in the imagery. I don't think I saw anyone wearing the hood. The purple. Yeah, the sick purple lining yeah. on the hood. Yeah, it's awesome. I think it's cool just when it's like resting on your shoulders. There's little accents and stuff. It's a really I like the colors. So, Wan hoodie and this one because they're basically under the underlying garment is the same. Um, they're extremely technical garments. It took a really really long time for us to get them produced and the delay on this one was that we wanted to get the gradient printing perfect yeah and it's great so like honestly that was that was probably worth it because the the, the this one pops really nicely you should have seen the early samples man we could do the gradient printing here in canada perfectly but the garment production was like i don't know you want to spend 300 dollars on a hoodie okay um or we could do the garment production overseas but the gradient printing looked awful. So I was like, well, That's we've got great. we've got half of a solution either way. I guess we're boned. And you might think, well, why don't you just produce them over there and print them here? Well, the problem is that because the panels are are pre-printed and then sewn. Uh, that's how you get that super, super okay. seamless look. Yeah. Like like here on the shoulder as well. Yeah. You you can't do that. You have to print it, then assemble it. Gotcha. Yeah. So. And that's a lot of shipping. Freaking love it, love it. Bite Pond says, "Love the processor hoodie. The French Terry is awesome. Now there's a short circuit one in a similar colorway, and it looks awesome, and it's the same material. Yeah, a uh, very similar material. I don't know that it's exactly the same material. Don't don't quote me on that. Also, there's an upgrade uh, update on screwdriver shafts. Um, yes. Apparently, we're going to sell both black and silver. Yes. Black shafts will be a limited run. Uh, I can give you guys the full kind of... Uh, actually, I think, did uh, did Nick do another... Did Nick do a newsletter today? I can check. Uh, oh, I hope it's sent to this email. I think it's sent to this email. I will check. 
I got in trouble for being logged into my proper email last week because I, um, yeah, something bad happened. I don't see anything on this one. I don't see anything either. So I'll just, Nick sent me a draft of it. So I'm just going to get that for you guys. Cool. Uh, Okay. Before we jump into today's topic, he wrote, I want to quickly follow up on last week's hotly debated screwdriver color conversation. That ended in like almost exactly 50-50. Some of y'all got where we were coming from, but a lot of people were, even if they understood, pretty upset by the last minute design change, felt kind of rug pulled, bait and switched, however you want to phrase it. This is one of the reasons why we didn't do pre-orders? Yes, because we didn't want you guys to get surprised having already paid money by a last minute change. Yeah. However, even though we think the silver shaft is the right decision for for the, the, the long-term enjoyment of the product, we understand that some of you do not agree. And for those of you who do not agree, we've decided that we are going to offer both versions. Man, there's so many. It was really frustrating seeing a lot of the comments around this. Some people, I think, really got it. And other people, like, I don't know if it's like a tinfoil hat thing or whatever else. People were speculating that we were trying to save a buck. It was like, it's not about that at all. I, I was the one who pushed for a black shaft. We tried so many different ways to get the black shaft to work. And it was like, they all have the same fundamental issue. We want a stainless steel shaft because it's super strong. We want this thing to last a lifetime. And that is the way to do that. And stainless steel, whether you're talking Cerakote, whether you're talking dark nickel plating, no matter what it is, you get into like really exotic ways of turning it black. At the end of the day, they're all deposition. They're all a surface layer on top of it, and they will eventually chip. So it's always going to be the same problem, which is why we settled on the silver shaft. With that said, at launch, we are going to offer people the ability to backorder a black shaft version of either the all black or the black and orange colorway, and then we will just discontinue it at some point. And then the silver one will be the one that continues long term. So sense. whatever whatever reason you have for wanting a black one, whether you just want it as like a, a, a limited edition item and you won't use it, or whether you like that wear that worn out look, we will we will get you guys taken care of. All right. Uh, silver fours are faster. Says Cerakote is stupid tough though. It takes a legit beating. All right. It has its own issues though. It's not great with skin oils, um, and it will eventually chip. Because what uh, the thing about uh, dark if nickel? Not, if it's not great with skin oils, a lot of people are going to want to turn by the shaft. Yeah. A, well, it's designed for that. Yeah. A dark nickel plating is really tough too. Like that's a freaking awesome coating. We were really happy with the toughness until I actually used the thing for three months or six months. I had one of them actually. Started to break and they down. just, it's not that it's like it breaks down. It's that there's certain wear points that get hit a lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah like yeah. particularly if you're building computers, so you're like digging in through a heat sink or something. And there's a spot that's literally got a heat sink fin right next to it as you are turning the driver. That's going to, that's going to, destroy any finish so we're gonna get you don't forget to season your screwdriver says technetium yeah exactly exactly is the silver also nickel plated no it is raw stainless steel so my expectation is that it will look pretty much like it does on day one on day 100 and on day 1000 
Silver only in the pop-up? It'll be silver only at the pop-up shop. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll have any black screwdrivers there. Ooh, I have some exciting news about the pop-up shop, though. Confirmed, we are going to have, we weren't able to get a ton of them, 300 units of backpack. Nice, nice. We're nice, getting nice. the like top of production backpacks air shipped. It is costing $56 a unit <laughs> to airship them. <laughs> oh, geez. That's that's a yikes. That's a yikes. Do you have a rough uh do you have a rough timeline for the pop-up shop? Yeah, I do actually. I, I <laughs> And can't... how how are you gonna um how are you gonna control attendance? I don't know. Oh, one of the ways we're going to control attendance is we are only going to announce the final date at the last minute. We so don't, it's like local people. We do not want people traveling around the world for this. Like, I'm sorry, but we cannot have 5,000 people show up. That would be a huge problem. It would be. Uh, so like we're, where, where we're planning on having it, like, that just doesn't work. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, well, we're just gonna, yeah, we'll do it. La- a last minute announcement uh do not travel for this uh we're working see. on uh trying to figure out how to do tickets for the land so people can like pick seating and stuff like that oh okay that would be cool yeah i don't actually see the dates for the pop-up shop but it will be if you were to buy a backpack at the pop-up shop you would have it for back to school okay yeah, yeah. i can say that much yeah All right. Merch messages? Oh, yeah. We should definitely do some merch messages because we've got a lot of them this week. My goodness. You guys are into this short circuit hoodie. Um, Tommy says, oh, sorry, Bell, that's your job. Union grievance. Oh, my goodness. Tommy says, for Luke, any tips on how to find the Linus in your life, both in mentorship and friendship sense? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> okay, we're going to loop cam for this. And I'll see you later. <laughs> Probably don't take the route that I did. Uh, okay, care to explain? Because I highly recommend uh, not doing that to me. Because um, I mean, I like lied on my resume, oh, and then I we see. had like a how long was our interview? I don't like know. hours. Yeah, we like many hours. I think we stayed like after the office was closed. Yeah. You had to drive me home because the buses stopped. Our interview was like legitimately like I think like six hours or something. <laughs> and I brought like a Super Nintendo. And he was late because he's late to everything. So when <laughs> our us first meeting, I I think it was like half an hour late or something. And I'm in school at this time. And I'm like, hmm. I was at the top of some of my classes, but I was like pretty high end in general. So I like wasn't thinking I was actually gonna get the job. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna study. It's like, I need to keep my school stuff going. So by the time he comes down, I have like papers all over the place and my <laughs> laptop's out and I'm working and stuff. It was uh, honestly very unprofessional. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think if you can afford to try to take some chances when you have less responsibilities. Um yeah, it's That's a, it's dangerous advice. So I feel it's tough. Worried. Like, I feel the same way when I talk about you know something like Yvonne. Like, how do you find the Yvonne in your life? And it's like, I don't know. Get really lucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah. I, I try. I tried things that were le- uh, non-conventional before I tried 
working with you on YouTube videos. Like I had done other like weird, odd things to try to see if I could find success. I don't know if I've ever sought out friends. <laughs> to be fair, we didn't meet by seeking out friends. Yeah, but that's the thing is like, I, I think, but I think that was the question, right? Like, how do you find, oh, I guess the, the, there was the mentorship angle. Mentorship thing. And that could be um, a professional I thing. Mean, they asked you, but I would say being open to mentorship is a huge part of finding mentors. I found great mentors. That's and, fair, yeah. Uh, you won't, they won't keep you around if you don't listen and adapt and, and change and, and seek to better yourself. They can't, they can't I, change you. You have to want to change, so that's I, something. Alex Steele actually has a, a take on that that I think is pretty good, yeah. which is that you have to be worth their time so if you if you want to like if you want a mentor in a field be worth their time um so like f find a way to be valuable to them uh and then if if i mean if they're like a good person that will be rewarded right so. that actually reminds me uh my badminton coach right now um is like one of those people where i work really really hard because he could just not yeah. And he could get paid by someone who has a chance to, you know, represent, uh, you know, us at nationals and or like internationally. He could just like train them instead. And I'm just like some over the hill, like tech guy who just wants to get better at the game. Um, like, yes, I, you know, I'm paying. Obviously, he's not cheap, but he doesn't have to train me. Someone else would pay. And so I work my ass off in training like i go hard i honestly i end up with my brain as tired as my body at the end of a two-hour session because i'm just trying not to do anything wrong yeah um I, I used to i used to edit videos in class and i would have to walk between classes with my laptop open in my hand because if it was close like i could close with screen on whatever but it would like get too hot <laughs> so like literally just having the screen away from the laptop would help it Nice. Uh, because it was like such a struggle. Um, I mean, we've told stories about how little sleep I used to get. Yeah. Um, I yeah, you gotta, say you gotta abuse be worth your the body time. the way that. Yeah, Luke I probably did. went a little hard. Yeah, um, but you do that. You probably. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of do. your charm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, in you don't have to go that far. But but yeah, try to be worth their time. Um, and and you can do that in a variety of ways. You can do that the way Linus is doing with the badminton coach of just like making it very clear that you're effort level is extremely high so that they feel like their investment in you is worth something. Yeah, because good teachers don't teach for money. Good teachers love to teach and love that they can make money and, and live comfortably um, by doing what they're passionate about. It's like, it's, it's, that whole, it's that whole thing. Find a job you love and never work another day in your life or whatever. It's not right? rewarding like it's, to teach someone who's just not paying attention or caring. No, it's so demoralizing yeah so absolutely so demoralizing care a lot try really hard and understand that things might be uncomfortable or not like the absolute most beneficial but make sure that you're choosing the right person so that it will be beneficial eventually if you know what i mean uh yeah uh okay hold on people are people are taking exception with my whole uh, being over the hill from a professional athletic standpoint, yeah, thirty-five is pretty over the hill. Over the hill is relative. Like esports, you hit twenty-five, 
what are you doing? What are you doing here, old man? Yeah. Like it's your, your your reflexes are just not as good. What is it? The I I surprised someone with this the other day. Um, when what age does your reaction time slow down? Twenty four. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Every day I get slower and dumber. I can feel it in FPS and games. Weaker. And I know I had this conversation recently. I know I don't play FPS games as much as I used to, stuff like that. Like that's definitely part of it, but I I can feel it. I can't twitch like I used to be able to. Like I I just it's just it just doesn't happen as fast. Like it's not it's not that I don't play the games as much. I just it's just the the connection is just not as good as it used to be. <laughs> it just isn't. Uh and that's I mean that's fine, but like I'm not going to be able to be as good as i used to be which kind of sucks but it is what it is like it's it's fine you'll probably still do okay at the land <laughs> you can carry me okay okay <laughs> uh oh uh joe's probably gonna come up nice so he can maybe carry both that's of us that's gonna be awesome yeah. yeah joe could joe can hard carry <laughs> next question's from samir what changes other than more creators are you planning for the next ltx with it being the first one back after so long Definitely, we want a lot more cool technology for people to check out. So not just sponsor booths where they're showing like their new thing they launched or whatever. We want everything to be super interactive. We did an okay job of that one at the last time at the last one, but I think we can do better. And one of the other big ones is that whether it's through uh, volunteers or whether it's through hires, we want to make sure that the LMG personalities that you guys want to interact with are not bogged down running booths. We want there to be way more interaction with creators at the show. Nice. Cool. From Connor, for Luke, what's been the hardest challenge, uh, tech challenge you faced building Floatplane? Tech challenge? Um hmm. What tech challenge have you not faced building Floatplane? That might be an easier question to answer. There's been a lot. Um, we made a framework choice early on um, that honestly, at the time with the information that we had, uh, like if I if I could, it's hard, but if I could put myself back in those shoes and, and if I could look at the resources that we had at that time, it seemed like a pretty solid idea. Um but it like fairly quickly became effectively abandonware, and it was a it was a framework that we were sitting on. So that has been quite the pain. Um, that has been rough. Which that's, one? That's Maybe can sales. You name it? Oh. Sales. Yeah. That 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 that's probably been the the. I know that's maybe not what you're looking for, but yeah, selecting the the wrong framework, I guess. Um, has been has been and was and will be very painful. <laughs> Uh, but we're we're dealing with it. It's fine. From Matthew, also for Luke, where did you want LTT to move originally? Kamloops, BC Interior, somewhere in Alberta, Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a long shot. <laughs> uh, I also had suggested other places, but Taiwan was Taiwan was it really? It's it's a it's a tech center. Um, the 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 cost of living ratio like we've always had this thing where like a lot of the income for for linus media group was was usd um so the conversion uh into ntd would have been very beneficial for yeah. us yeah um like it, it it would have been very i could have paid you guys like pauper wages and you could have lived like kings yeah like 
It was. It looked pretty good from the business side. But it, I mean, it's also across the world, and like you were having kids, and like I, I get it. I understand why it was difficult. It's just the there was a lot of variables at the time that were like, whoa, this could be like really positive. Um, it's. Uh, there's people in in chat going like, whoa, sales? Yeah. At the time, it looked really cool, okay? It just got abandoned. It could have been cool if they kept working on it. Anyways, um, but yeah, the Taiwan was the the like big one that I really wanted to push for. When that fell through, I think at one point in time, I was just like, please, anywhere else in Canada. Because especially when we started hiring developers, it's like, oh, man. I was super into Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> just because it's like, ah. Mm. Oh. No income tax because Washington State, and you can cross border shop in Oregon for no sales tax. Man, again, like living like kings would have been kind of amazing. But Vancouver is also pretty sick. Vancouver has benefits. It's pretty nice that, like, if I feel like snowboarding, I can literally go snowboarding in the middle of the week after work and be home for like a late dinner and yep. wake up refreshed in the morning like that's actually crazy that that's even possible um and there's like there's, yeah vancouver is a cool place it's just really really expensive yeah uh, yeah speaking of expensive from alan for your home theater linus if you didn't go with svs for your main setup were there any other speakers or tech that you were interested in checking out it's a space that I honestly just haven't followed that closely because it's been, I've spent my entire life with it either out of my price range or irrelevant because I have absolutely nowhere to put a product like that. It's also like, it's a space that honestly, so much take oil and like not everyone's really even invited. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I do know what you mean. Like if you're not big mega baller, they don't care. Yeah. At all. And they're they're not even advertising to you. Like you you might not even know what it is. You've possibly never even heard of it. It's uh it's yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I know I know Kef. Um I I used to have just some some like a Kef five point one satellite setup and then like an AVR receiver hooked up to my computer, like way back before that was cool. Um <laughs> I was really happy with those. I like the sound signature, but I haven't looked at their products and 15 years or 12 years or whatever that works out to so i just i don't know I, I i i went with svs based on i think it was james's recommendation and it sounds great we haven't even treated the room properly yet and it sounds great from isaac question for both of you what's a video you're most proud of oh hmm hmm I don't know, man. That's a tough. Every time someone asks me, "What's the video you're most?" X. You have to go through a backlog of like ten thousand videos. Yeah, or more it's, or something. it's yeah, it's a lot of work. I feel like no matter what I say, I'm gonna give you the wrong answer. So why don't I just pick something recent? Um, it was it was really exciting for me to be one of the few people ever invited to film inside an Intel Fab, um, and to to do the same thing at an IBM development lab like a month apart it's just those were really cool yeah those yeah those were really that's cool. like uh that that's like because yeah, yeah, you know there's tons of haters that are like oh hashtag lie nuss you know he's just a youtuber you know whatever else right and where I'll, I'll i'll question it and then i'll go and i'll do something like that 
And I'll hear that feedback at the, you know, from people who have worked in the fab, in the, in the, in the fab silo at Intel for over a decade, uh, you know, watch these videos and go like, yeah, no one else has really captured what goes into this like this before. Like, That's and cool. I go like, That's... oh yeah, no, I'm actually really good at this. Yeah. Like I know I don't, I don't have the <laughs> deepest knowledge of, of everything, but what I feel like if I had a superpower, I feel like my superpower is knowing enough to ask the right questions because, you know, I see what I do in a, in a video like that as really easy because all I do is listen. I just listen and I type really fast. So I just listen and I transcribe. And then I filter out stuff that's boring and I leave in the interesting stuff and I reorder it. And then I put on my presenter voice and I get all enthusiastic because I am. Yeah. And that's it. It's a lot easier when you genuinely are. That's a video, right? And what I, what I was trying to figure out is like, well, why can't just, why can't any reporter just, just do that? And I think the answer is because they don't ask the right questions. They don't know who the right people to talk to are and they don't listen. I ha- I've had a, a lot of comments in Flowplane chat that have mentioned a lot of videos that I, I think could be fantastic contenders for me. I've also had a lot of people that have posted things like Pizza Warmer, which is definitely not it. Uh... <laughs> that moment when you completely misunderstood the concept of the video. Um, someone, someone brought up Scrapyard Wars 4. That was like... That's probably... Is that the flaming one? Yeah. That was really cool. Like I actually cool. really, really enjoyed making that with with Rod. That was that was quite the positive experience. I also really liked my uh, WTF is going on with those like few videos that I did in yep. that strain. That was probably not at the right time, and it I probably took on the too Neptune much work. Pine. It was really funny. Oh, that kick farted. Yeah, kick farted was cool. Uh, there just wasn't really enough stuff to like cover that was actually good to cover. But yeah, yeah. Neptune Pine kick farted was really fantastic. Yeah, um, but you're asking for stuff that is <clears throat> not good enough to be good and not bad enough to not ship. So that's this really narrow yeah, slice. There's... You got your Neptune Pine. You got your Jibo. You got <laughs> you. You kind of genuinely run out, like on a hand or two. Like there's really not that many items. Yeah. Um, Follow up on PC. Uh, I wouldn't say that was my favorite. Um, it was cool, but I wouldn't say it was my favorite. Like I, I enjoyed making the the Scrapyard Wars Four flaming computer more than I enjoyed making the Follow up bomb. That was super cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's been lots though. How to hide your, yeah. <laughs> Still valid today. <laughs> Just have to make sure my kids don't find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some good tips in there. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, from, <laughs> from Matt. If I have a water loop that the top is five feet above the pump and reservoir, what what should I do or use? Um, Why? <laughs> That's I a mean, good I think, question. <laughs> I think a D5 has over five feet ahead. Use a D5. You're probably going to have to turn it up a little bit. D5 head pressure. I generally like running D5s really low because they get nice. Maximum nice. head pressure of 3.9 meters. Yeah, just use a D5. There, easy. Easy answer. Very reliable. <laughs> From Chris, Linus, and Luke. Do you think micro LED and mini LEDs, LED TVs will stay relevant with the way OLED and QD OLED technology is advancing? 
Micro LED is going to be an interesting one. Mini LED is going to be a low cost option for quite I was some just time. Say costing reasons, I think yes. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, sort of. Okay, so the problem with Mini LED is that it can only get so cheap because you have to have the logic to drive that full array local dimming in order to benefit from Mini LED. Because if you're not packing the LEDs in super tight, why did you bother to use Mini LEDs? Um, so yeah, mini, mini LED, does it get kind of pushed out by more traditional, just edge lit basic TVs on the one side and then QD OLED, like sort of, sort of OLED backlighting over um, like a quantum dot layer on the other side or just LG getting more aggressive with W OLED? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know what mini LEDs future places. But micro LED still has... displays and if the if if the cost can get competitive enough it could be the only thing that matters because as tv sizes as consumers demand larger and larger tvs it's not going to be practical to ship them as a monolithic piece of glass uh, like you won't be able to transport these 100 plus inch tvs so modular tvs right now audio, my audio no audio oh audio died Oh, it's back apparently. Uh, Micro LEDs are, to my knowledge, the best way to create a modular display at this time. And modular has benefits both for transport as well as for um, manufacturing. So building many small panels could yield uh, or could help you achieve better product yields than really, really large pieces of glass. Uh, cut from the mother glass. Also extreme um, size displays. Yeah, extreme sizes. Also uh, different uh, aspect ratios. So uh, yeah. micro LED displays could be a great way to have, you know, like a 21 by 9 display setup other than a projector. Like I see, I absolutely see a future for that technology. Like in the home, in the home TV space. I'm not, obviously there's other applications for it. Brown. I don't know for sure. I mean, rollable, rollable OLEDs. That yeah. could be that could be the way to tackle transport. And you could have get the your giant TV in a tube, TV yeah, tube, tube TV. <laughs> that that would actually be amazing if some if someone like markets it that way. Yeah, buy a tube TV today. I think you can actually go now. <laughs> I was making 100% sure. From Cameron, uh, about the screwdriver, does it have a gearless ratchet system or is it a really fine-tooth ratchet? ratchet? Uh, it's not, it's not like, gearless. Fine-teeth, fine right? Fine-teeth, yes. There's a, there's a, as far as I know, there I, I have, one, I have one at home, actually, a gearless one. Oh, oh, like the roller gear or roll I gear or whatever it is. I think that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've seen those. Um, I like the feel. I like the sound of of a ratchet. Uh, yes, it's just a really yes roll gear. That's it. Yeah, it's just a it's just a really um, good me ratchet mechanism. From David, have you heard about Kaleidoscope, a high end home theater alternate to streaming services? I looked it up, and it does look pretty interesting. I'm googling it right now. Oh boy, I'm getting lots of irrelevant search results because yeah. Kaleidoscope. Um, uh, oh, sorry, it's Kaleidoscape. Kaleidoscape. Kaleidoscope. The okay, yeah, this is probably not it. 
Kaleidoscope Theater. We're all about imagination, 2022 to 2023 season. Got your education programs here. Kaleidoscape. What is what is this? What is this for? Escape. Uh, I don't I don't know because I haven't managed to find it. Kaleidoscape, the ultimate movie player. Our fidelity source material for the ultimate cinematic experience. View comparison. Yeah, this is probably good. Is it a computer? What? Are you talking about this? What is what is this footage? I don't know. Uh... Did I tell you about the time that I was at a I was at a convention and I was going to make a video at a booth, uh, and I started laughing at a piece of marketing they had because it was showing like sixty hertz versus one hundred and twenty hertz, uh, and I started laughing and I, I went to go like film a thing with it because i was going to like make fun of it and one of the people ran over and grabbed it and ran away did i tell you about that because <laughs> they like figured out what i was talking about and i guess it, they were like more well informed than most of the other people there and then just like booked it grabbed it and ran so that you couldn't make a video mocking it that's hilarious mm -hmm. that was epic so i just mentioned it in the video <laughs> It's like you're not fully getting away with that one. I might not be able to capture it on camera, but it happened. I'm sorry, but I just really don't understand what I'm looking at here. It's uh it seems like a computer. It's a media Strato C 4K movie player. So it's a, a one U thing. Mount it behind the TV. What ultra HD movie player, high dynamic range. What what is it? So then what you buy your movies through it or what what am I looking at here? There's a lot of fast and furious. Very fast, very furious. I think you do buy your movies through it. You buy your movies through them. Yeah, if you click I on the, the movies button at the top, uh, yes, like you said, you can get every Fast and the Furious. Uh, I believe there's also like 14,000 other ones. Okay, when I purchase it, do <coughs> I... Your only Wait, your only source for 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray quality downloads. So is it just Blu-ray quality? Because I could just buy Blu-rays. Mm -hmm. uh, show scenes. I mean... I uh, I don't know. I guess I am learning about this for the first time. And I don't really have any thoughts on it because I don't really understand it fully. Yeah, they say it's Blu-ray quality, but in that chart, it's supposed to be better than Blu-ray. So. Oh, well, this apparently has a, like double the bitrate of Blu-ray version of it. I mean, more bitrate. I'm, I'm super down. But when I buy this, what am I buying? Am I, do I actually download this file? Like, do I, do I, do I keep this file? I feel like you would download it to that device, which you would not be able to pull it off of, if that makes sense. Oh, that would make sense. So you, that's why you might like the, hold on a second. Where, where's the, oh my goodness. I'm like lost on their site. That's always a good sign. This movie is 42 and a half gigs. Oof. That's not that much. Gladiator was 95. Oof. Hello, kaleidoscope.com. So in a full plane chat. Oh, full plane chat is, is debating right now. Wow. Probably not about that. I think everyone is fully aware of what just happened. 
that's why you've got these different servers with different amounts of storage because whatever you buy is has to go on there got to be locked to that yeah. for best in class hard drives allow the system to stay up and running in the event of a drive what failure what are they though they're best in class luke but tell me what they are they're from a leading hard drive still... manufacturer so basically seagate or wd because <laughs> there aren't a lot of other options at this point oh man Increased ability to playback and download content at the same time. How much does one of these cost? How much is a Terra movie server? That's what I hate about this stuff. Like, you don't have pricing on your site, but everyone knows the pricing, so you're just making me Google it. Like, it, why? Why waste my time? Just have the pricing there. The 72 terabyte server is $24,000. Nice. Nice, awesome. Wow. All the places that it's available are like super high-end like home design stuff. Here's a place soundandvision.com. Oh wait, is this reviews or like what what even is this? Well, yeah, what, what oh my goodness. Look I mean, at maybe these, a, look a at website these ads looks everywhere. Like Get this wrong. out of my way. Man, yeah, okay. This appears to be a review site of some sort. Here in the light. I clicked on one and it just says the future home of something cool. <laughs> Neat. That doesn't sound like a, a currently operating company. What even am I looking at here? Me being me, I decided to transition just about my full disk collection. And that's why I needed not just one, but two 24 terabyte Terra servers for my setup. Really? Hmm. Who are you? I continue to love and highly recommend this. Hold on a second. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Do you want to share my screen for a sec? I do. I find this interesting. There, so this is one of the websites that is apparently a dealer. Lux Audio Video Solutions, Manhattan, Southampton, Greenwich. Uh, I scrolled down. I saw this one. I'm like, okay, this almost looks like a render, but for sure. I keep scrolling down. I see this one. There's there's no seating space in front of that TV. Do you know how much those speakers cost? No. I think those are Meridian speakers. Uh, I'm looking at them real small here. Hold on. I mean, never mind. No, no, I don't think they are. I thought they were the speakers I saw uh, when we did the Meridian tour that was uh, sponsored by LG. And I was like, whoa, because apparently they're like 100 plus grand each. Ooh. Yeah, you can. we can go off it now. Um, but yeah, I just, there, there's no, there's no couch or seating space in front of that TV. Uh, and the, the whole place looks extremely expensive, but it's this like relatively small looking TV. And it's just like, like a weird picture to include. I don't know. It was odd. Yeah. Oh, check out. Maybe it was a Meridian. Does it, did it look like this one? Does that look right? Yeah. Just white. Yeah. It looked like the one on the, on the right. Yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. That, that speaker is like tens of thousands of dollars for one. Wow. Okay. Kaleidoscope Encore. Uh, the Terra 6 terabyte version is 7,614 uh, Great British pounds. Oof, that's some money. That's got to be some real nice hard drives in there, you know? Oh, apparently those Meridians are cheaper. They're only $15,000 MSRP each. Only 30 grand for the pair. Yeah, just 30 grand. Not a big deal. They did sound great. 
But then again, having never auditioned a tens of thousands of dollars you know speaker what? pair before. But... You know it sounds great. Not spending 30 grand on speakers sounds great. Uh, the 24... Okay, let's see here. The costing difference between a 6 terabyte tera, so that's the 7,614 pounds, and the 12 terabyte tera, that goes to 9,000 pounds. Oh, wow. You actually found somewhere that just has it yeah. proper pricing yeah. just listed. Jumping from 12 to 24? That's a lot of money wow. for some hard drives. For some hard drives. <laughs> now, that's some niche content we could get into. I think Apple just got one-upped. Actually. That's some niche content we could get into. Like, if you are the kind of person who can spend $12,000 on a computer, then can you, like replace the drives yourself and trick it like get it like that is a really small overlap people well, who can afford this kaleidoscope thing and people who want to save a buck on a hard drive <laughs> right well, there okay so if you buy the terra six terabyte for <laughs> a still ridiculous seven thousand six hundred and fourteen pounds uh it's only six terabyte if you wanted to upgrade it to a 24 terabyte which is like, I mean, that's not nothing in hard drives. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, it's not an almost it's a doubling of price. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So you could save, I think it's like $6,000 or something by doing that. Wow. We saved $6,000 on this hard drive upgrade. Yeah. But then we also wasted a bunch of money that we, we could have just used to play server. A lot of money. Um, anyway, what else you got? <laughs> I think we learned we need it for labs. Uh, one of our first tests, $30,000 in speakers, $30,000 in uh, a Plex server. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be one heck of a Plex server. That would be like, whoo, that'd be a spicy Plex server. That'd be sweet. Yeah, you're really far from your mic. That would be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> from Marxy, and maybe this is a related question. If you could have absolute control of any tech company, which would it be? Man, I don't think any one person should have absolute control of any tech company. I think that's kind of the problem right now. You know what? I'm not even going I'm not even going to go any further. I'm not even going to come up with one that I'd want to be mostly in control of. I think it's like an enormous one of the problems of our time. I feel like pretty much any of them. I mean, the one that I would probably change the most is Apple. Really? No, that's not even true. The one I'd probably change the most. Oh, my God. They're all. I feel like if I got control of Facebook, I would just close it. No. Facebook could absolutely be a force for good. (sighs) Facebook Marketplace keeps so much trash out of the landfill. Like, it's, like, actually good. Facebook could be an enormous force for good, Luke. Okay. Okay. Anytime they're not, it's because they choose not to be. So, yeah, that's fair. So, (laughs) so taking the easy way out of making an improvement would be to close it. But you could make more of an improvement by just making it not evil. By making it great. Yeah. Cool. From Pedro. I'm an animator. I'd love to know if you guys enjoy animated movies and if you have any favorite ones or ones that had an impact on your life. Yeah, sure. I love animated movies. Hmm. I, man, I, ones that had a big impact on my life. I mean, I was an adult by the time. Okay, well, oh, okay. What kind of animator are you? We're talking 3D animation. Then I was kind of an adult by the time those started to really be a thing. But to pick an animator that had an impact on my life. uh, That's tough. That's tough. 
I, I like them. I can't really think of one. I mean, I know that Land Before Time had a big impact on like my mom's life. I was kind of young for the symbolism of everything that she was doing, but uh, my parents split up. And so one of the things that she gave me was a tree star. And the idea was that uh, whenever I had my tree star, I'd know she was around or something like that. But And as like a little kid, I was like, I've got my little, little foot stuffy and my, and my tree star. And I'm like, this is cool. It's from my mom. But like, you know, the weight of something like that doesn't didn't fully impact hit you when you're, yeah. you know, four or whatever. Right. I've never been super into like movies and stuff. Um, so I think the most impact that an animated movie on me has had is, is, uh, I don't even know. I think it, I think it wasn't called Baymax. I think Baymax was just a character in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Hero 6? Yeah. yeah, okay. His, like, when they would fist bump, mm-hmm. and he would go... Yeah, my girlfriend and I did that for, like, years. So I feel like that would be the biggest impact. Did it have meaning behind it? No. But it was just, like, a thing that happened? Yeah, I don't know. Archer goes, Bugs Life taught me the ways of Karl Marx. It's amazing that movie got made. There's like, man, there's some, there's some, there's some serious like symbolism in in animated like kids movies. Uh, you know, one of the heard. one of the most wild ones to me is like, what is up with Wreck It Ralph? Wreck It Ralph. Like it is clearly about colonialism and like stealing someone's land and somehow turning them into the bad guy. And I'm kind of sitting here going. Is nobody going to talk about this? Why is Wreck-It Ralph the bad guy here? He was literally just chilling. And then, you know, Fix-It Felix and the Nicelanders. Like, even the name. It's like the, the civilized people come in and, like, build their crap. And he's like, hey, you shouldn't do that. And tears it down. Like, oh, I'm sorry. He's the bad guy now? And I'm sitting here going like, huh. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I don't know. Yeah. Conrad, anyway. Conrad mentioned <clears throat> anything from Studio Ghibli. I really need to watch those. I have. Yes, not. you do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Or wait, no, Bugs Life. <clears throat> no, not Bugs Life. Ants. Ants is the one, the, the ways of Karl Marx, where they seize the means of production or whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. Not, uh, not Bugs Life. I don't remember Bugs Life at all. I haven't watched that since I was definitely way too young to understand. A question from Carl and surprisingly, like two or three other people. Uh, What's your guys' favorite laptop or one that like stands out to you of like a, this was really good for its time or is currently really good? Every laptop I have ever purchased still works, which is kind of nuts because the first one that I purchased was in 2009 and it literally still functions. Um, my bamboo still works. I think my parents like lost it but they have it somewhere. They'll find it. Um, I, I bought this Toshiba. Um, that was probably my like favorite individual one. I'm not going to remember the model, but it was this like silver and white laptop that had a backlit keyboard that I really liked because I'd use it in the dark and I could see the keyboard. And like, yes, I don't need to see a desktop keyboard to be able to type on it, but I kind of do on certain laptop keyboards because they have varied layouts, right? Um, and... Yeah, that laptop's just still chugging. It worked for like ever. Eventually, I don't remember if it was my brother or myself, but one of us put an SSD in it and that like brought some life back to it. At this point, it's literally a laptop from 2009. So there's not so much you can do to it to make it not just like 
borderline useless, but like it can web browse. It can edit a document. It can't do either super perfectly, but it can do it, which is cool. Uh, and like average laptop lifespan, uh, as far as my understanding went, when I used to work in retail was like three years. So the fact that I've never had any of them die is pretty cool. I don't know. I don't know if I could choose a favorite. I actually haven't owned a ton of laptops. I guess the one I had in uni was kind of cool. The M5NE from Asus. It was one of the only bare bones laptops you could get. I was like determined to like piece it together myself. <laughs> Saved a couple bucks. <laughs> that was all right. Cool. Question here from Mystic Man. I'm curious if you guys do any daily reading, whether it's news sites, web comics, or anything of that sort. I read news daily. I doom scroll Twitter, which I shouldn't. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, from Nicholas, now that you've kind of gone through some of these troubles with the lab uh, and with lab one and stuff like that, is there anything that you would do differently now that you're where you are now in the progress of everything? Um. Hmm. No. I would have recruited someone additional internally to help me with hiring because over 10,000 resumes was a lot. Yeah. Joe's been helping me out just for like some transparency, but I brought him in not right away. Um, and having someone who would be able to uh, potentially even like do interviews and stuff would have been really nice. I don't know if that would have even been possible at the time. I don't know, but. Yeah, it's been like quite the process because it's just been so much work because anytime we have a developer position up, we just get insane amounts of applications, which is great. Like, I appreciate it, but it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, question from Justin. Do you have any other plans for Steam Deck videos? That's another one we've gotten quite a bit uh, after we didn't do the using it every day for a month because you just gamed the whole time. Um, yeah, we are, we're going to be uploading a video where we hot rod cooled the Steam Deck. I saw that picture. I pitched this to Alex a while back and he's like, I don't think it's going to work. Spoiler alert. It's awesome. It, it looks works. like it wouldn't be uncomfortable too. It's fine. Which is cool. It's amazing. Basically the, the whole genesis of that project was a conversation with, um, the CEO of Aya who makes the Neo, that, that competing handheld. And I was like, hey, noise on these things is a problem and cooling is a problem. Uh, here's a solution. And it was actually inspired by those, you know, those little water cooling kits you can get for phones where it's like just a, a backing you put on it and then you run tubes to like an ice bath or whatever just to like cool your phone while you're gaming on it so your FPS doesn't drop. It was inspired by that. And I was like, okay, what about that but less stupid? So you just have, because uh, you've got your your die, and then you've got usually a heat pipe of some sort running off to your, your heat exchanger. Um, what if just on top of that heat pipe, you had a you spot where you could, for sure. yeah, yeah, where you could just put like a secondary cooling element that sticks out of the casing, and then you could just have a cover for when you're not using it. That'd be flipping awesome, right? He's like, oh, I don't know. Manual performance mode. That sounds pretty. Let's go. That sounds pretty dumb. It sounds pretty 90s, to be completely honest. And then I sent him a picture of the result and I told him the results. And he was like, we will explore this. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. 
I like that. We did it with the Steam Deck rather than an INEO just because the Steam Deck's layout is more conducive to a, a, a janky, uh, you know, kind of half-arsed implementation of Without it. Without ruining, like, your, your hand-holding experience, I guess. But I'd, I would love, I would love to see that actually become a thing. Yeah, that's cool. That is pretty much it for questions. Uh, we just get a lot of passionate Roku people over the last couple of weeks. Uh, hey, sup? Shout out Roku people. There is the thing. There is the thing. I saw someone ask about RTC batteries on framework laptops. It started some controversy on the forums. I've looked at it now. I see that they are replying to people about what went wrong and what they've changed. So I guess we'll have to just keep an eye on that. But it seems like in terms of transparency, they're doing okay now. I know I say it wrong, but there's the app Hydravion. Apparently, it's French for Floatplane. Hydravion. Hydravion. I, I, I'm guessing. That makes sense. Avion. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Hydravion. It's, it, yeah, apparently it works great. I don't know. I've heard very good things about it. Again, I haven't personally used it. I don't have a Roku, but I have heard very good things about it. So, yeah, check it out. I would I'm know, not saying we won't I make one eventually. Have one, but, but I've heard great things. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. That is pretty much what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the WAN Chill. We will see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Stop the intro. Hold on, I gotta go back to cam only here. I wasn't trying to pronounce it in French. It was an English pronunciation of yeah. the French. I was like, hydre avion. Yeah, it would be hydravion or hydravion or something like that. I know it's not hydravian. Okay, I'm, I'm we're, we're trying to kind of help people find it. Um, so we're, we're saying it a little bit more English phonetically, you know? Oh man, you guys want to see something funny? Hold on, before we go, before yes. we go, something funny. Uh, here's my shared screen. People are like, oh, lol, Linus ignored YouTube chat. Guess what? This is still broken. Super chats and members. There oh are goodness. literally super chats right here and mem new members right here, and yet they are not under viewer activity. This is why we just don't bother anymore. <laughs> so dumb. There's a funny moment in the stream where usually when we share screens, we share your screen. So there's Twitch and Floatplane chat up and then they like fight. Something that's been really funny is lately Twitch chat has just been saying really nice things about Floatplane chat. So Floatplane chat looks like a bunch of jerks, uh, which I find to be entertaining. Um, but <laughs> when we shared my screen, I don't have Twitch chat up. So it was just Floatplane chat drawing arrows to themselves, <laughs> saying negative things. <laughs> so uh, I love you, Floatplane chat, but you kind of got owned. <laughs> oh, oh so it. funny. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>